Well, if you have your Bibles, you can open them up to the book of Proverbs and chapter number one. Now, we'll say this. We are going to be all over the place in the book of Proverbs. But, um, but if nothing else, you can have it open to chapter 1. That's where we'll read one of our first verses, but we will be turning all over the book of Proverbs, of, um, the book of Proverbs as we look at our Bible lesson this afternoon. And I will say this. I will also, I will also need some help from some of you because um, the the lesson that we're going to look at from the book of Proverbs is going to require some help from some of you humans out there. So please, um, uh, so if you would like to be up front and kind of help me demonstrate some things, I will be using some people in the uh, coming moments. So let's go ahead and let's do this. Let's pray and then we will jump into our Bible lesson here this afternoon, Okay. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for our time. I pray that you would bless um, as we look into your word. I pray that you give me the words to say, and I pray that you would work in the hearts of the young people who are here. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you know, one of the things that the book of Proverbs tells us about, the book of Proverbs is a very practical book that tells us all kinds of things, helpful things about living our lives. Do you know, uh, as I get to travel, because one of the things I do is I travel all over the United States and I get to preach in all different states. I've, I have traveled to every state except for Hawaii and I've preached in probably, I don't know, 25 states or something like that. And so I've gotten to get around and meet a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of different people out there. There's a lot of weird people out there. There's a lot of, you know, almost normal people out there, you know. And, uh, and uh, so I get to meet all kinds of people. You know, the book of Proverbs tells us about four very specific kinds of people that are out there in this world. And so we're going to look at those four people today. Number one, the book of Proverbs tells us about a person that, uh, it tells us about a person I'm going to need, uh, you know, I'm going to start, let me start with this, um, to help us understand this person. Um, let me ask this. How many of you are good at math? Anyone good at math here? You good at math? Okay. Well, we'll find out how good you really are at math. Okay, so here we go. I have on this piece of paper, I have a piece of paper, it's right here. Okay, so that kind of gives you a hint what's on it. Okay, um, so I have this piece of paper and on it is a math symbol. All right, so you, I would like to know if someone can tell me the name of this math symbol. Now listen, it's very specific. It's a very specific name and if you can get it, if you actually can get this right, I'll actually give you a free CD if you can actually get this right. I don't know if I've ever really had kids. Now, adults, don't be cheating in the back. Like, hey, my kid. You know, uh, yeah, don't do that. Okay, ready? Get ready, get ready, get ready. Here's the math symbol. Are you ready? You ready? Here it is. Oh, some people thought they might know, but I don't know if they do. Let's try a guess back here. Nope, not at all. Oh my goodness. It's a very specific math symbol. How many of you hate math? Anyone here hate math? Yeah, me too. Me too. Yep, I hate math too. So yeah, this would not be up my alley, but uh, I had I had to learn this when I was in school. I think I was older than some, most of you when I learned this symbol. Do you think you know what the, the name of this is? No, not quite. That's a good guess. It really is a good guess because um, yeah, that's a good guess, but that's not it. Any other guesses? What? Uno? No, 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 good guess, no, no, it's a, it's a, it's a math symbol. All right, any last guesses? 
Do any of the adults know? I'll throw it back there to the adults or the uh, smart teenagers back there. Anyone have a guess? That's why they're like, oh, you have a guess? Nina, right? Yep, what was it? It, I think there might be a Greek letter that looks like this, but that is not what it is. It is, yes. The, you know what? That is basically the same thing. I would, uh, if, a, if a kid told me that, I would, I would give it to him. It is something called the empty set. This is something called the empty set, which Null would, Null would work as well. This is something called the empty set. Now, boys and girls, you're learning, what you are learning right now in your math classes is called normal math. As you get older, you're going to have to learn things that will make no sense, but they will call it math, okay? That's what's just going to happen as you continue to get older. And so one of the things you will learn about as you get older is this math symbol called the empty set. And you'll learn about these things called sets. And let's say that, and basically, if I can put it simply, when you have a, a set that has nothing in it, it's called the empty set. So what I need is I need a volunteer. I need someone who can stand pretty still, uh, who can come up here to the front. Well, I'll take you. Come on up. What, what is your name again? Elena. Ale- Elena, right? Yeah. Elena. Come on up here to the front, Elena. And if you will go ahead and stand right here, that would be perfect. So you stand right there and you face out to the front. Take that symbol, put it right in front of your face. Great. Perfect. Don't move. All right. So she is going to represent our first person. And you know who she represents? She represents someone the book of Proverbs calls the simpleton. What is the simpleton? Well, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 1 verse 22 talks about the simple ones. But the Bible says in, uh, in Proverbs chapter 7 verse number 7, it says, and I beheld among the simple ones, and I discerned among the youths, a young man, it says, void of understanding. In other words, let me tell you what a simpleton is. Come on down, come on down. Uh, a simpleton is someone, you know, like an empty set means that there's nothing in that set. Well, as just the same way, um, Elena has this empty set right in front of her head. And so the simpleton could easily be said to be someone who has nothing going on inside of his head. How many of you have a brother or sister that has nothing going on inside of their head? Like there's no brain power, nothing inside of their head. Would you raise your hand? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I got a bunch. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that is me too. Yeah. Um, so, so this, so this, uh, is the simpleton. The Bible says is someone who does not have knowledge inside of their head. In fact, they would be someone that would be described as someone who is, listen, very open-minded. Boys and girls, can I tell you something about about being, you know, the world likes to tell us today that it's really good idea to be open-minded, that we just be all open to anybody's ideas and everybody's ideas are just as good as everybody else's ideas. Boys and girls, can I tell you something? That the simpleton is the person who is open-minded and just says, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Maybe I'll try that. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. I'm not even gonna think about it. I'm just gonna kinda, I'm just gonna kinda do it. Well, listen, the simpleton is someone who has no understanding of what is right and of what is wrong. Boys and girls, you tell me, where is it that we can find out what is right and wrong? Where do we find out what's right and what's wrong? Where? 
in the Bible. That is the authority. It is God's word where we find out what's right and wrong because we live in a day when people, some people say, oh, well, it's not wrong to, to lie as long as you're doing it for a good reason. Oh, it's not wrong to steal as long as you do it for a good reason. Young people, that is nowhere in the Bible. The Bible is our authority of what is right and wrong. But a simpleton is someone who just goes, oh, well, I don't know. I, oh, yeah, well, why? Oh, yeah, cheat? Oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. It gets me out of trouble. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. But the simpleton is someone who needs to learn to do what is right. Uh, Proverbs 14, 15 says that the simple believes every word. In other words, a simpleton is someone that if someone comes up to him and says, hey, you know, simpleton, you should probably, you, you should try this. You should do this. A simpleton just goes, oh, yeah, maybe I'll try it. Do you ever have someone come up to you and they just say, hey, have you ever seen this movie? Hey, have you ever done this thing? Hey, have you ever been over here? Well, you should do it. You should watch it. You should try that. And instead of saying, hmm, what does the Bible say about this, about this thing? Hmm, what does the Bible say about this? You know what a simpleton will do? A simpleton will just simply go, sure, yeah, I'll try. Oh, where are we going? How are we going to do this? And they don't even give any thought to whether or not God might or might not be pleased about what they're doing. Proverbs 22, verse 3 says, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. In other words, people like the simpleton with nothing going on in their brain, they just walk right into trouble. Listen, people who say, oh, I'm really open-minded. I just take everybody's ideas and I think they're all good. You know what the Bible says? That kind of person is someone who gets themselves in trouble a lot. Young people, can I tell you something? You do not want to be like the simpleton. But the Proverbs tells us about a second person. Remember, we've got four. So we got to look at our second person. I need someone to come up and be my second person, but I need a guy. I need a guy. And so, yeah, I'll take you. You come on down here. I have something very special. This might be one of the most funnest things that I brought in my bag today. Okay. So you go ahead and you stand, you stand right there. Okay. Right there. And I have for you I have for you some boxing gloves. Hold that one. Hold that one. I have some boxing gloves. Okay, we got that right there. Let me have these. Okay, so we're going to help you. Yeah, these are going to be good. You ready? You put on boxing gloves. Okay, let's go. Put them on. Here we go. Uh, stick on that one right there. Put it on. Yep, shove that thing down. Yep, push it down, push it down, push it down. Oh, is that the wrong hand? <laughs> That'll do it every time. Yeah. Thank you, sir. He's figuring this out. He doesn't need me. All right, go ahead and put that one on then too. I assume this is the right hand now, you know, for this one. I, yeah, I hope so. All right, all right, is that on? Is it kind of on? It's as on as it's gonna get? All right, can you hit, hit my hand? Punch my hand right there. Okay, now I actually punch it. Yeah, now, now swing back and hit it again, hit it again. Hard as you can, now hit through it. Yeah, that's getting better. Okay, turn around, face that way. All right, so, uh, what is your name? Joshua. Joshua. Okay, Joshua is going to represent our second person that we're going to learn about from Proverbs. Joshua is going to represent someone that the book of Proverbs calls the scorner. Look, if you would, in the book of Proverbs chapter 13, verse 1, it says, A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. Let me tell you something about the scorn. Now, the simpleton is the person who kind of walks around like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I won't even think about it. I won't even ask if the Bible says it's wrong. I'm just going to do whatever. But the scorner, let me tell you something. Proverbs 13 says that the scorner is someone who will not hear rebuke. Do you know what a rebuke is? Here, here we go. Have you ever been told by your parents, stop that? 
How many of you have ever been told by your parents, stop that? Yeah, have we all? Yeah, um, so that would be like a rebuke and saying, hey, you're not supposed to do that. Well, you know what the scorner, you know what the scorner does? The scorner does not like it when people tell him what to do. Boys and girls, I was preaching at a camp in Miami, Florida. That's just like a couple hours away from here. And uh, in Miami, Florida, and that's, and down in, in that camp, there was a kid, and it was kind of a, an auditorium. It was you know, a little bit different laid out, but it was in several sections. And so most of the kids were here. All the kids were in the middle section. There was this one boy, and he was sitting like right over here. And so all the other kids were in this section. And so his counselor came up to him and said, hey, you need to get over with where the other kids are. And he just kind of like shook his head like, no, not going to do it. And so his counselor was, you know, kind of like, come on, man, everyone else is here. We're getting started. Come on, come on, come on. Now I had preached at this camp for several years. So I was pretty comfortable here at this camp. So I walked over, I'm going to help the counselor out. And I said, um, and I said, hey, uh, what, uh, I, I said, hey, what's the problem? The counselor says, well, he needs to sit over here with the other kids. I, I said, did your counselor tell you to move over? And, uh, then, then you need to move over. Let's go. And that kid, his name was Adrian. I still remember him. He looked up at me with this smirk on his face and said, I don't have to do anything that I don't want to do. <laughs> and I was, I didn't say this, but inside I was like, game on, bro. You're going to lose. And so, yeah, and so I, I, and so I said, oh no, you're going to, you're going to move. I said, I said, you're going to move. I'm going to go get the director. And I went and I got, the director was busy, but we got the next guy who was down the, down the, um, uh, who was the next guy in charge after him. This kid's like, I looked at him too and said, I don't have to do what I don't want to do. Oh, that's nice. And so the guy came down, called his dad on the phone, got him on the cell phone and said, here, your dad wants to talk to you. In about 30 seconds, Adrian started crying. It was awesome. I loved watching this 12-year-old kid cry. I don't know what his dad was saying to him, but his dad was probably threatening him with like everything he could think of. And so when he put down the phone about 30 seconds after that, Adrian moved over with the other kids. I was like, good for dad making that jerk cry. I like it. You know, because that, you know what Adrian was? Adrian was a scorner. He was somebody, you know, you ever, you know, maybe you've seen boxing before, but you know, you, these gloves are, you know, uh, it's for the sport of boxing. There's a bunch of punching and sparring that goes on in boxing. That is what the scorner does is the scorner, man, he hates being told what to do. And if, and if anyone tells him what to do, he's going to fight it. Like it doesn't even matter what it is, but a scorner is going to fight anything anyone tells him to do. Is that like what you do? Is that like how things are at your home? I know you, I know you guys are really behaving well here, but is that the way you do it at home? That you're like this scorner? And if someone tells you what to do, you just fight them and fight them and fight them and you just fight back against your parents and you say, you know what, I'm going to do what I don't want. I, I don't have to do what you say. Maybe you scream at home and you yell at your parents and you make a big fuss and anytime you're told what to do. God describes you as a scorner. The Bible says that the scorner is someone who is proud. He's haughty. Proverbs 21 verse 24 says, proud and haughty scorner is his name. But you know what ends up happening to the scorner is Proverbs 22 10 says, cast out the scorner and contention shall go out. In other words, you know what God says to do with the scorner? It says that the best thing to do with the scorner, Proverbs 22 says, is to kick them out. You know, let's just say, let's just say that, um, what was your name again? 
Josh, that's right. Now, Josh seems like a pretty nice guy. I don't know, maybe at home, maybe things are different, but we'll just say for right now, you seem like a pretty nice guy. Now, let's just say that, you know, Josh is doing the whole Adrian thing. He's over there, he's like, I will do what I want to do, and you won't tell me what to do. You know, let's just pretend he's doing that. Let's pretend then he moves over, and boy, I'm trying up here trying to preach. You're sitting there trying to listen, and boy, Josh, he is just like making a ruckus and making all kinds of issues and noise, and just, I don't like this. I wish I wasn't here. I hate everything and everybody, and I want other, I just can't stand being here. Do you know what Proverbs says the wisest thing to do is, is to kick him out, is to say, you cannot be here. Do you know if, can I tell you this, boys and girls, if you have the attitude of a scorner, you'll end up being the one that gets kicked out of soccer camp. You'll be the one who ends up getting, as an adult, getting fired from their job. I meet adults who are like, I just can't understand it. I can't understand why I got fired. I just tell the boss all the time that I don't want to do anything that tells me to do it. I can't understand why I got fired. People, the scorner is someone who gets cast out of places of, 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 where, they're, of where they're at. Um, the Bible says in Proverbs 19.29, judgments are prepared for scorners. In other words, God says a scorner is going to face punishment. Listen, guys, God is not impressed. If you live your life as a scorner, God is not impressed. And he says that you will face judgment because people, people just don't like scorners. Proverbs 24, 9 says the thought of foolishness is sin and the scorner is an abomination to men. Hey, listen, you might think you're pretty funny. You might think you're pretty big stuff because you always are telling people, oh, you're not going to tell me what to do. But you know what? People end up not liking scorners. Nobody likes a scorner. You're going to end up having like no friends. If you live like a scorner, you're going to have no friends. It's just going to be an awful life to have to live. Don't be like the scorner. Person number three of our four. We've got a third person. Uh, I need someone to come up who could be my third person. I'll take you. I'll take you. Come on down. Come on down. All right. You come up right here. Now, you actually do not have, uh, I don't have anything specifically for you. Okay. But I need you to do something very specific. Okay. I want you to stand. I want you to cross your arms. Turn around backwards. And freeze. Good. All right. The, uh, and what is your name? Hudson. Again, Hudson. Sorry, I shouldn't know that. Hudson is going to represent our third person from the book of Proverbs. Hudson is going to represent the fool. Oh, do you know that the book of Proverbs is all, I know, right? <laughs> He's like, oh, I want to be up here and you get to be the full. All right. So, you know, uh, a lot of times we just use that word like it's a name. We just kind of throw it around. The book of Proverbs has a lot to say about the full. Proverbs twelve fifteen says the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. In other words, the fool is someone who thinks anything he does is right. And no one's going to tell him anything different. He's a lot like the scorner. Actually, the fool is a lot like the scorner, but they're different in this sense. The scorner is someone, oh, that's terrible. The scorner is someone who is really loud. He's someone who makes a lot of noise and says, oh, I'm not going to do that. No one's going to tell me what to do. But the fool is just kind of that quiet person that just basically says, make me. I'm not going to do it. I think what I do is right. You know, the fool is someone who says, you know what? I don't care who you are. I'll disrespect you because I think I'm right. That is the attitude, boys and girls, of a fool. Maybe you uh, maybe you say, well, I don't have to obey you. You're not my mom. You're not my dad. You know what you are? A fool. 
You say, well, you know what? I, I can I can talk any way I want. I can listen to what I want to listen to. I can act the way I want to act. Nobody can tell me different. That is the attitude of a fool. A fool is someone, Proverbs says, who despises his parents' instructions. Proverbs 15.5 says, a fool despiseth his father's instructions. Uh, and so, in other words, uh, let me. maybe I should ask you this. One of the biggest tests of, am, if you want to say, am I like the fool? Am I someone who is like the fool? One of the best ways you would know is how do you treat your parents? Because the Bible says a fool despises his parents' instructions. How do you treat your parents? How do you respond when your parents tell you something to do? He's also a fighter. He's someone who the Bible says hates wisdom. Proverbs 23, 9 says, Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words. A fool is someone who doesn't want to hear a Thing about what other people are saying he despises any kind of wisdom he loves only what he, he loves only what he could think one of the biggest ways that fools will uh, say that you know uh, that fools talk about one of the biggest things is um, fools believe that there is no god fools believe that there is no that there's no right and there's no wrong fools believe that they can live any way they want and it doesn't matter how they live they'll get to um and there's no consequences for their, uh, for their, for themselves. But the Bible says in Proverbs 18, 7, that a fool's mouth is his destruction and the lips are the snare of his soul. So God says the same thing that he said about the scorner is going to happen with the fool. That if you live the life of a fool, God says you're going to face punishment for living the life of a fool. But I have one more person that I need to tell you about. So let's have one more. You've been having your hand up. Come on up to the front and the back. What is your name again? Bella, that's right, Bella, Bella, Bella. All right, go ahead and stand down there on the end, and I have something for you. No, no. Uh, I have something very special for you. I found a light bulb. Oh, yes, I found a light bulb, and so what I need you to do is you're going to hold... I need you guys listening. I need you guys listening. Okay, so I'm going to have you stand kind of right there, and I want you to hold the light bulb above your head, right there. Ding! Okay, if, uh, you know, if you... Depending on how hard you push into your head, it might turn on, the light might come on if you push it down. I'm just kidding. That won't really happen. Um, but that would be cool if it did. You'd be very special if it did. All right, so you... Uh, so Belly is going to represent our last person she is going to represent the wise man or the wise girl, whatever it is. Okay. Um, so she's going to represent the, the, the wise person, however you want to put. Listen to what the Bible says. Now, listen, you do not want to be like the simpleton. You do not want to be like the scorner. You do not want to be like the fool. But the Bible says you want to be like the wise man. What does the Bible say about the wise man? It says, first of all, that he will listen to the wisdom of the Bible. Proverbs 1 5. Stay with me, guys. Stay with me. Okay. We're almost done. You're doing a good job. Proverbs 1.5 says, A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. Proverbs 12.15 says, He that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. So one of the biggest things that the wise man does is he listens to the wisdom of the Bible. Hey, you know, when someone, whether it be your parents, whether it be your teachers, whether it be, um, you know, Sunday school teachers or someone else, some other preacher that you hear, when someone tells you what's right and wrong for the Bible, how do you respond to it? Do you listen to it and do you obey? If God points out and says that, hey, the way you're talking has been wrong, that your attitude that you've been having at home has been wrong, if God starts pointing out and saying, hey, the way that you've been living, the way that you've been acting is wrong, boys and girls, do you listen to what God's word says? 
Or do you just act like the scorner or act like the fool and just kind of pass it off as, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. I do what I want to do. The Bible says that a wise person is someone who listens and obeys what God's word says. But you know what Proverbs 9 says? It says that um, whoso is simple, hey, the simpleton, whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth or lacketh understanding, he said to him, come, eat of my bread, drink the wine which I have mingled, forsake the foolish and live and go in the way of understanding. So you know what Proverbs 9 says? One of the things that the wise man can do. Now, the scorner. Scorner doesn't want to hear what anyone has to say. The fool, fool doesn't want to hear anything that anyone has to say. But you know who could be influenced? It's the simpleton. You know why? Because the simpleton, remember, he's very open-minded. Like, oh, I don't know. Does that sound right? Does that sound wrong? But you know what the Bible says a wise person can do? That a wise person has the ability to help the simpleton out. Listen, I bet you in your life there are people who are in your life that maybe don't know much of, the, of God's word. Maybe they do some wrong things. Maybe they're not like really belligerent. I need you to turn around. You got to be turned around. There you go. Uh, you, um, maybe they're not belligerent like the scorner and like the fool. Maybe they're not really mean like them, but they're just kind of like the simpleton. They don't know a lot. Can I tell you something, boys and girls? If you know God's word, you could have a big influence on someone who doesn't know much of the Bible. The wise people can influence those who are simpletons, and God says they should. But you know, also, last thing is that the wise man will listen to his parents. Proverbs 13.1 says, A wise son heareth his father's instruction. Proverbs 15.20 says, A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish man despises his mother. So again, the wise man, the wise woman, whatever we got here, uh, is going to be someone who listens to their parents. Do you listen to your parents? When your parents ask you to do something, do you obey or is it a big problem? Is it some kind of, hey guys, hey guys, hey, stay with me, okay? Uh, is, it, is that like a big problem when your parents ask you to do something? Is, is um, obedience at home something that just doesn't happen very much? Boys and girls, a wise person is someone who will listen to their parents, someone who will listen to God's word, and someone who will try to influence simpletons. So, I want you to just think about your own life. Are there things about your life that could be described by the simpleton? Do you have things in your life where you don't, like, there's things you don't know that are right or wrong in the Bible? Are you like the simpleton? Are you like the scorner in that if anyone tells you what to do, you fight back? Are you like the fool who just kind of, just kind of lays back and says, no one's going to tell me what to do? Or are you like the wise man? Are you someone who seeks to do what's right, who listens to their parents, who wants to love God? Boys and girls, can I urge you, be like the wise man. All right, let me have, if I could have your stuff, if you've got stuff, I'll take the light bulb and the gloves and you guys can all have a seat. You did a great job of helping me. Let's give them a big hand for helping me out here this evening or this afternoon. Let's give them a big hand. All right. All right, let's go ahead and let's close in prayer and then I'm going to give away my balloon, okay? So let's close in prayer and then we'll give this away. Lord, thank you so much for for each uh, boy and each girl who is here, thank you for um, how well they've listened. I pray that you would bless them. I pray that you'd help them to be careful that they don't allow um, the, the way of the fool and the way of the scorner to be a part of their lives. Help them, to, uh, help them to love you and to embrace wisdom, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.